Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, it's been a while since you've heard from us, but we're back. And although we're amidst of a corona pandemic and it's very bad weather out today, I'm very excited because I'm going to get to talk to a very interesting person. Uh, today's podcast will be featuring Mr. Peter Hartmann. Peter Hartmann has been working in the aviation industry for over 40 years with very interesting positions at KLM. Uh, most recently, him being the C COO and both CEO eventually of the, of the company. Today, Mr. Hartmann is involved in numerous initiatives, companies, in the board of directors, board of executives, and as advisor. And we're going to talk to him. He's going to give us his view on innovation, aviation, the future drones. Um, really looking forward, and I hope you enjoy this uh, this podcast. Okay, Mr. Hartmann, very nice to speak to you. Um, I'm looking forward to hear about your experiences. You were a senior in the, in the aviation industry. You've seen it all, I think. But I would like to start out with maybe even a personal question. What are you most proud of achieving? This can be something in the business, but it can be also something personal in your life for our viewers to, to get to know you as a person. Well, the, the most important uh, and, and, and part I, I uh, really proud of is knowing the world and knowing the people, meeting the people and understanding the people. I worked my whole life, of course, in a capital intensive, but also in a very people intensive uh, environment. And for me, cultures and differences in cultures are key. Okay, very interesting. And and if I move from, from the, the part, still keeping to the maybe difference in, in your function as COO and CEO, but moving to innovation, have you, have you had a, an innovation? that you actually initiated, where you actually changed something within, within, within company or innovated something? And did you do that from an operational point of view or from an executive point of view eventually? And, and why? Why would, why would one of these two be better or be more appropriate? Now, I, I, I can give you two different examples. In, uh, in operations, uh, well, we started to work with uh, plastics. Yeah? Uh, and I, I can tell you it's not easy to explain to a sheet metal worker in engineering and maintenance that in the future he should work on plastic planes as they <laughs> called it <laughs> no problem i i switch it off thank you and and the uh another example was during the ash cloud we uh, as you know we were the first flying again back into the air yeah remember and um yeah, then uh, two, three, four months later, you got the claims from passengers. They were not real passengers. It were action uh, teams and groups mm -hmm. pushing in a no queue, no pay uh, mode, passengers okay. to come up with their claims. And then we initiated as one of the first airlines in the world, I think we were the first, social media. And, and, and I, I can tell you, I hardly had a clue what it was. <laughs> but I had two excellent young people. One was from communication and the other was, they became later on the boss of digital. They, they explained to me what it was. And I said to the CEO, listen carefully, set it up, work it out. And uh, don't uh, listen to anybody else if somebody is saying, yeah, we do not have a budget or you need an approval, this, that, and the other. I said, come back to me. I bypass, bypass and overrule everything because I think this is the way we should go. And it ended as being a great success. 
Yeah, we all know what social media is now, of course. Yeah, and, and uh, we are still... And of course, we, 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 we did a lot with biofuels and, and things like that, uh, being the number one for many, many, many years in the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. Because that is my, my other conviction that uh, I, I, I really believe if you are not working in a sustainable way, you, you, you can forget your future. And it is not an extra... It is absolutely part of the game, and it can also save lots of money. Yeah, it's also one of the ideas that KLM actually pioneered, right? Sustainability exactly. in aviation. Yeah, and everybody said, uh, you are crazy, and it is so expensive. Yeah. And in those days, I must admit, I was very disappointed in the, in the large uh, oil companies because they said, yeah, you are only 2 or 3% of my volume. Yeah. So uh, innovating there. Uh, doesn't bring uh, sufficient money and I had no support from governments pushing uh, on them and you see the discussions nowadays completely switched I, yeah yeah I, I wish we had maybe we had done it in those days but uh, so we, we, we had to set up our own factories and our own organizations in order to get uh, biofuel yeah. and that is uh, in, in fact a shame that it took so long yeah. And of course, you know, it costs a little bit more, but so what? Uh, then you, you should increase the price of the ticket. Yeah, the whole world has switched to sustainable flight as a, as a focus point. Yeah. So I guess uh, it was right. It was the right course to do. Uh, only yeah. as we see, innovation takes time, a lot of time sometimes. Yeah, um, but also that also has to do, in my opinion, with uh, too easy and too short-term oriented people, not only in governments, but also in other companies. And, and there I, I feel that it is sometimes um, a pity that we were only driven by, by margins and money. Yeah. And what you see now is also because of Corona that we are rethinking our uh, models also how we want to see a society working. Yeah. So, so still on the note of innovation, uh, one of the things is it, it takes long, but oh, of course, not all innovation is successful. One of the most more tougher questions I would like to ask you, have you also had an innovation that you tried to bring in or that you supported, but that did not work? I mean, this is also oh. worth, what did you learn from this if, if, if there is such a situation? <laughs> I can tell you my, one of the failures. Um, I, I I just want to show you this one. Can I see it? Okay. <laughs> SpaceX. Eh? That was the uh, expedition on on Curacao, yeah. where we wanted to bring this spaceship, and I, I strongly believed in it. And most likely, you know that we even sold tickets. They came to me. Uh, everybody said you are crazy, but I liked it very much to have that innovation on an island our island, Curacao, yeah. because that would have been great for all these uh, youngsters there. It will uh, bring a new kick. And I strongly believe if you do not initiate or support things like that, what's then the future for, for the youngsters? Yeah, yeah, fully, uh, very good thought, I think. I think innovation is about daring and, and driving. And of course, there are hits and misses. And, but if you don't have the misses, you're never going to have the hits. And you have to dare to try to innovate. It's yeah, I, I hate the people coming in a meeting telling me what, uh, what's difficult. I, I always said, please stop it. Come back with solutions and not with problems because I pay you for solving the problems I can't solve. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I like the thought a lot. Is, is this also the message you would like to convey to, to aviation innovation today or innovation in aviation today? So is it there? You have to dare uh, I, to innovate? I, I think innovation dares to innovate. But as we all know, airlines uh, before Corona, again, pre-Corona, uh, margins are, are minor. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the OEMs and uh, airports, they make the margins. But... Uh, talking about innovation, there is hardly any innovation on airport concepts. If you see how they handle an aircraft with, with uh, gates and uh, a pier, etc., etc., well, it's comparable uh, to, to, to 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. There's an airport, but what, what type of innovations do you see there, except for the handling? No, so the innovation, the innovation was in, in the development of the plane and fast in the air from yeah. uh, a propeller plane uh, to the, to the prop jets yeah, with, with the, the turbine engines and then to the jets. You have seen it. And the efficiencies from, uh, well, a narrow body, a small plane, and then uh, you, you got the 747. That brought the cost down. Yeah. Look at the airports. Still Are standing. Still, Still standing not. on the old uh, principles yeah. and, and hardly any innovation. A follow-up question on that. So you see now these organizations, whether they're airlines or airports, they usually have some sort of innovation lab or innovation team working on, on developing because the traditional way of thinking like volume and just pump it up, it, it's not there anymore because you have to innovate to thrive. Do you think this, is more, this should be more of an inside job in the aviation? So should industries like an airport, like an airline, do this themselves? Or should they be looking to partner up with externals like startups and enable them to do it? What is your thought on that? Who is responsible for taking the lead to innovate an industry? Of course, the startups. But uh, to finance it and, and, and to, to give them an opportunity to test it should be the, the airlines and the airports, etc. And I had one very good example. That was Paul Riemens in yeah. the LVNL. Because uh, he was also thinking in the cluster. Because he understood that together we can be strong. We had three pillars. The airport, the airline, and the air traffic control. But that yes. also means globally. And if you could save money in one of these pillars, it is good for the customer at the end of the line. And we should not argue about who is... Is, is, is the passenger my customer? Is it the airport customer? Is it the LVNL customer? Come on. At the end of the day, it's one customer and we have to work to, together yeah. in, an, uh, in, in a kind of an, uh, yeah, uh, combined but also coordinated uh, framework. And this framework that is important should be set by authorities. Mm -hmm. And that was already Plasmon connecting people and that was his slogan and that that is exactly what happened ah, it's nice to see that indeed i think the ecosystem should be complete and then the startups can take take the lead in innovating and enabling a better future so yeah this is important to set up the ecosystem yeah. Yeah. moving moving further to to now we know what's needed to have innovation um so let's move into into the drone zone where, where mainblitz is active Currently, we're, we're in a COVID-19 crisis. Do you think, is there post-COVID-19, is there a world for new technologies such as drones 
that will help recover the industry. I, I mean, I personally believe this. I already discussed this also with Paul Riemens. What is your view on that? Well, how will new technologies help the aviation recover from this again? And how will drones in that particular sense maybe help? I think it is an absolute necessity because on the moment that I say aircrafts, I include helicopters. Yes. If you see the possibilities we, see, we have now with drones, uh, it's, it's tremendous. And, and I, I must say, if I see these developments, it, it makes me so happy that this is going to work. Of course, you need a very strong 5G network. Yeah. And uh, if, if you have that, the possibilities are great. Do you think that the aviation industry, airlines, MROs, lessers, cargos, already see the value or understand the value of drone inspections? Or is oh, that something okay. that... No, I, I'm convinced, yes, because, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm involved partly yeah. via you, but uh, I also have seen it before, and if I see the quality of the drone nowadays, it's not comparable to uh, five or ten years ago. Not at all. Um, yeah. you, you, you see it flying around a plane with, with an algorithm uh, and, and, and checking the plane, uh, knowing this is a 737 or this is a 777 or this is... A, 747 it's wonderful because i know how much money it costs and how much time to dock a plane just to do a uh, lightning strike check yeah and uh, if 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 the weather circumstances uh, permits it is even possible to do it outside and uh, that means you do not have to tow the plane to the hangar etc etc it saves so much time and money so i strongly believe it and we still have many, many lightning strikes in aviation nowadays. Yeah. A lot of regular and checks as well. I think for any exactly. visual check, you can, you can deploy the drone as a very yeah. uh, reli reliable on, system to, to check your status. On so, corrosion, on, on, yeah. on, on the, the quality of the paint. Yes, uh, yeah, indeed. And any other thing. So I, I think there the drones uh, have already proven their uh, importance. Worth, yeah. uh, Apart from from the current COVID-19 situation, what do you think are the biggest barriers of, of this drone technology moving really rapidly to, to help the aviation? Is there a barrier or is it just, I mean, drones have been active in the aviation for about five, six years now. It's starting really to ramp up. Is there still a barrier or are we just at the, at the dawn of drones being used multiply in, in, in the aviation industry? No, I, 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 I still believe there is a barrier. Uh, first of all, many people see the drones uh, in the perspective of bringing uh, pizzas or little packages or delivery, yeah. delivery in the consumer markets. And then they say, well, they're very noisy. And that's true. They are very noisy. And we do not want to have that in uh, urban areas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the other hand, um, we also need authorities that we get a harmonization. Yeah, and, alignment, uh, yeah. I, I was very happy with uh, the statements we heard on the drone uh, week we had in the RAI, and we had the two weeks uh, last year and the year before. The Amsterdam Drone Week, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where also the commissioner from Brussels promised a lot. I, I do not know exactly how far it is now, but if you do not have that European framework where they support your activities and create a level playing field where you can also fly cross border yeah. and that they don't make, you, make your life in, in the Netherlands more or less difficult than in Belgium or in France or in, 
in, in, in Germany, well, that would be a great thing if they could harmonize. That means uh, we need that alignment. And uh, she was very positive, but Corona came. and uh, yeah. it's, been, it's been delayed a little bit uh, due yeah. to Corona indeed, but actually it's more relevant than ever because at the end of this year, uh, the new EASA regulation will come into effect, creating indeed a level playing field for drones throughout Europe, both for the consumers as for the industrial markets. And also making it possible for industrial drone applications, such as aircraft inspections by main blades, to be actually operated in a CTR, so in a controlled traffic region, an airport. So yeah, that, that is, uh, I was always uh, very happy, and I know him already for many, many years, with Petr Key and also his contributions to the Drone Week yeah. and uh, the EASA frameworks. Yes. That it's coming. I think, I think Europe is leading in that way. Uh, EASA is leading that way, and that's great to see because... I think that's one of the biggest barriers, uh, and that's about to change. And I think that's the combination of, of the COVID pandemic yeah. solving it, solving being solved, and then enabling drones to fly by authorities. And and and, and these regulations will will actually provide us uh, the room there is to grow in the next year. Um, maybe a last question: if you, if you would change something, or if you would recommend something in the aviation industry for tomorrow or if you would like to see something change tomorrow, what would that be from your point of view? You have had a lot of experience. You're still working very much on, on innovating, on, on uh, pushing technology further. What would you very much like to see from tomorrow or hypothetically tomorrow changing in aviation? More and more alignment. That, uh, that, that is what, what I have seen in all these years. And, and don't see always other areas as enemies. Try to cooperate, try to align and try to develop. And of course we have the global alliances and that means more, more airlines working together. And also realize that we are operating out of the Netherlands in a very small market still. Yep. But innovative, yeah. KLM is still the oldest airline and I hope they keep <laughs> that position also post uh, corona but uh, that is only possible and was only possible and that was the vision of uh, Klesman that he started to work together with foreign carriers far away and that had of course to do with our former colonies yeah. but he was focusing on the long haul that's also what I uh, did in KLM when I was the CEO focus on the long haul and uh, the short haul feeding and the short haul flying was a different uh, yeah, yeah. sport, I would say. I think that's a very nice note to end. So cooperation and alignment is a key to, to success in the aviation, in the future of aviation, and yeah. also incorporating new technology. Thank you very much for your time and your contributions. Um, I'd love to talk to you again. Okay. And, uh, okay. I hope we'll talk, talk soon again. And uh, good luck. And we hope that we uh, are going back soon and see each other live again. Thank you as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.